0: Hello, welcome back to the Barefoot Books podcast. This week, a boy becomes friends with a magical horse, and together they undertake a terrible mission. Can they crack the riddle of the demon Diff and rescue his beautiful prisoner? After the story, go to barefootbooks.com to find the complete Magic Hoofbeats collection. This is the story of the boy who rode to the land of the dead. A story from Albania. On a certain day, in a certain year, a boy was born to a poor widow. She named him Jelosh. All alone Jelosh grew. All alone he played. He always wondered about his father. At last his mother told Jelosh, Your father was as he was, no more, no less. He was a hunter, no good it brought him. Then I shall be a hunter too, Jelosh decided, and much good will it bring me. Off he went into the forest with his father's old rifle. And what should he hear but the yelping of wolves? And what should he find but a little gray dun horse trapped in a thorny thicket and ringed round by those wolves? Jelosh fired a shot, and the wolves fled. He released the little horse from the thorny thicket, saying, a narrow escape, my friend. To his amazement, the little horse replied, friend indeed, you have saved my life. You, you can talk. How can this be? The little horse shook his mane and flicked his tail. Only once in a hundred years is a talking horse born, And I am the talking horse for this hundred years. My name, the little horse added, is Mingo. If you will treat me kindly and not as a master treats a slave, yes, and not tell anyone that I can talk, we shall be friends forever. Jalosh laughed and hugged the little horse. We shall be friends indeed. One day, as they hunted together, The little horse said, Look what I've found. He showed Jelosh two glittering bright stones, hidden among the roots of a tree. What pretty things, Jelosh said. I'll take them home to please my mother. Alas, what neither he nor Mingo knew was that the king's governor was spying on them. Now, the king of that land was a young man, not a bad man, "'but not yet quite as wise as he might be. "'He did not know his own governor was dishonest. "'The governor stole the two glittering bright stones from Jalosha's room "'and gave them to the king, saying, "'I found these for you, sire.' "'But the young king, being not yet quite as wise as he might be, "'snapped, "'Only two? That is a miserly gift!' I wish enough of the glittering bright stones to build me a palace. The governor had no idea where so many stones could be found. But he didn't dare tell that to the king. So off he hurried to Jalosh. The king orders you to find enough glittering bright stones to build him a palace. If you do not obey his wish, the governor added sternly, you shall be put to death. Once the governor had ridden off, Mingo said, "Do not fear, Jalosh. I can show you enough glittering, bright stones to build a dozen palaces. In the mountains lies a hoard of the stones, guarded by the one-eyed donkey Bayram. But no man can kill Bayram." Jalosh cried, "Ah, but we horses know the secret of Bayram's life, and it is this." It lies in his single eye. Only the kick from a horse's hoof may destroy that eye. But Bayram might kill you Don't worry for me, my friend. All will be well. Jalosh rode Mingo up into the mountains and hid. With a terrible scream Bayram appeared, A gigantic donkey red as blood, his one eye blazing with flame. He charged Mingo. But the little horse dodged and darted, nipped and neighed, then galloped round and round again, till Bayram was so dizzy he crashed down on his knees. With one mighty kick, Mingo struck Bayram's eye, and the donkey fell down dead. There! Mingo said, I told you that all would be well. Come, let us take these glittering bright stones to the king. This was not what the governor had planned. He had wanted to give the stones to the king himself and take all the praise. Now he had to watch the king praise Jalosh instead. You will stay here at court, the king exclaimed. I like having clever men about me. "'The palace of the glittering bright stones was built, "'and people from throughout the land came to admire it. "'And when they learned that it was Jalosh "'who'd brought the glittering bright stones, "'they admired him as well. "'This is bad,' the governor muttered. "'This is terrible. "'This is not to be endured. "'Jalosh must be destroyed.' "'So the governor went to the king.' Smoothly, he said, Sire, you are surely the greatest monarch in all the world. Have you not built the most splendid of palaces? It is so sad. He pretended to wipe away a tear. What is sad? the king asked. Alas, alas, that the late king, your royal father, does not know of his son's splendor. The young king sighed. That is sad indeed. I do wish that my father could know. But wait, he can know. You can send him a letter. To the land of the dead? Can a living man go there? Only a very clever man, the cleverest man in all the land. Only Jalosh could do it. Have him brought to me, the king cried. He wrote a letter to his dead father. When Jalash stood before him, the king said, You shall take this letter to my father in the land of the dead. But how can a living man go there? Yes, and how can he return alive? That is for you to learn. Now go, and if you fail, I shall order you slain. Jalosh, weeping, wandered off to the stables to find Mingo. Why do you weep, my friend? Mingo asked. The king has ordered me to deliver a letter to the land of the dead, but it is surely the governor who speaks behind him. The governor has long envied me, and now he means my death. Wait, wait, Mingo said soothingly. Let us go ask the Thopch for advice. The Thopch was a mountain dwarf, a being of great wisdom. Mingo and Jilosh waited until precisely the stroke of noon. Then a mountain cave opened with a roar of thunder, and the Thopch came out. He was so short, he barely reached Jilosh's knee. The Thopch's ears were so large, they wrapped about his head like a turban, and his white beard was so long, it wrapped about his body like a coat. "'We seek your wisdom, O Thopch,' Mingo said. "'There has long been friendship between the horse kind and me. Ask what you would.' So Mingo told him of the letter to be delivered to the land of the dead." The Thops shut his eyes and pondered the problem for a full hour. Then he opened them again and shook his head. There is only one who may solve this problem and that is beautiful of the earth. But she is the prisoner of a diff. Now a diff was both giant and demon, huge and cruel. When a diff found a woman alone, He would carry her off to be his slave, to shoo the flies away from him when he slept. When a diff found a man alone, the diff tore him apart and ate him. Jalosh hung his head in despair, but Mingo nudged him with a soft muzzle. Don't give up, my friend. Good Thopch, where does this diff live? On the mountain that lies west of here the mountain with its feet in a swamp and its head in the clouds. If you would live, do not go there save in the few hours between noon and sunset. That is when the Diff leaves his mountain to go hunting. Then we have only to wait, Jalash said, and steal away Beautiful of the Earth. Not so fast. When the Diff leaves, he changes Beautiful of the Earth into something else. The only hope you have of recognizing her is this. He may only turn her into an object once. Each time he must find another shape for her. By now he must have run out of such ordinary things as trees or rocks. Then all we must do, Mingo said, is look for something that doesn't belong on a mountain. Off Jalosh and Mingo went to the Diff's Mountain. They hid, waiting carefully until the hours between noon and sunset, and saw the diff storm off in the form of a huge, swirling, dark thundercloud. Hastily, knowing that they had only a few short hours in which to search, they climbed the mountain, hunting for something that didn't belong on a mountain. Trees? No, they belonged. Rocks? They certainly belonged. "'Bushes? Birds? What? Oh, what?' "'All that afternoon, Jelosh and Mingo searched "'as the sun moved ever closer to the horizon. "'Then, just before it set, Jelosh said, "'What is hanging from that tree?' "'A haunch of smoked meat!' Mingo exclaimed. "'No one would leave smoked meat hanging from a tree "'halfway up a diff's mountain!' That can only be beautiful of the earth. Climb up there and touch her. The disguise will break. So Jalosh climbed the tree and touched the smoked meat. And instantly the spell shattered. And he found himself staring at a young woman so lovely, his heart nearly stopped for wonder. You aren't the diff, she cried in relief. "'You are the first man I've seen since the Diff caught me many years ago. "'I beg you, take me away from here. "'I shall be your wife or even your slave. "'Just hurry, because the sun is almost setting "'and the Diff will return and eat you. "'I don't keep slaves,' Jalosh told her, "'and I don't know if I will live long enough to woo you. "'But the Diff shall have you no longer.' "'They climbed down from the tree,' and Jalosh set her on the saddle behind him. A great cold wind suddenly swept down the mountain, and the earth shook. The diff is returning, beautiful of the earth cried. Run, Jalosh shouted to Mingo. Mingo ran faster than the wind itself. He ran through the night right into the dawn. Only then did he stop to rest. We're safe now, he panted. "'You've saved me,' Beautiful of the Earth said. "'What may I offer in return?' "'Some of your wisdom,' Jalosh said. "'He told her about the royal command, "'how he must take the letter to the land of the dead, "'and how it was all part of the governor's wicked plot to be rid of him.' "'Beautiful of the Earth smiled. "'Why, that is a problem easily solved. "'Can you write?' "'No.' Jalash admitted. Of course, neither could Mingo. No matter, beautiful of the earth said. Take me to where there is parchment and ink. She wrote a letter, an answer from the live king's dead father, and in it she said, My son, I have read your letter with much joy at learning how splendidly you rule. I tell you that I rule almost as splendidly here, I only lack one thing, the wisdom of your governor. Pray, send him to me without delay and put in his place he who gives you this letter. Jalosh waited, hidden, for many days, as long as it might take a man to ride to and back from the land of the dead. While he waited, he and Beautiful of the Earth courted each other and fell in love. At last, Jelosh put on the most ragged clothes he could find and left Mingo's coat ungroomed. Taking the letter, he set out for court like a man who has undergone a terrible ordeal. Mingo staggered like a horse who had run for his life. Here is what you told me to bring, Jelosh told the young king, handing over the letter. The king read and was overjoyed. The governor watched and was consumed with rage. What? Had Jalosh truly returned? Had he really brought back a letter from the land of the dead? This man is a liar, the governor roared. The letter is a forgery. He has no more been to the land of the dead than have I. So furious was the governor that Jalosh had returned, he forgot all wisdom. He burst out, No one can go there but but the dead themselves. The king frowned at him. Yet you told me to send Jalosh there. Are you mocking me? No, sire, never. Have you been mocking me all along? If you did bid me send Jalosh where no living man may go, then indeed you did mock me. My father asks for you. Get you gone to him, or I shall hang you here and now. The governor fled, and the king made Jalosh governor in his place. Jalosh wed beautiful of the earth, and governed wisely with her. And he and Mingo remained dearest friends for all the days of their lives.